Welcome back to Hoopla. I'm your host, Ethan Jackson. The All-Star break is officially over, so we're, we're heading into the, the second half of the season, as they call it, even though there's only like 20 games left. So we're heading into the, the kind of the final push, the final stretch of the NBA season, and there's a, a ton of storylines that, that, that I'm going to follow and keep my eye on and hope to talk about on here. But for this episode, I kind of want to focus on and I want to answer three questions that have kind of been floating around in the NBA media space recently and all three of them are, are Western Conference focused, and, and obviously that's because the West has the most stars and they have the most storylines and things like that going on. And so that's where this episode is going to focus. And without further ado, let's get straight to it. So the, the first question that I, that I want to answer that, that I've seen people asking a lot and kind of doing on all the talk shows and different things like that is, can the Warriors and Lakers make a push out of the play-in? So I know y'all are probably tired of, of, of hearing me talk and hearing everybody talk about the Warriors and Lakers and, and want some other teams to get talked about and stuff. But obviously, I mean, that's one team's got Steph, one team's got LeBron, two of the, the top 10 greatest players of all time. So obviously they're going to get talked about the most. So before I get into it, first off, I just kind of want to clarify that when I'm saying make a push to the play-in, I'm out of the play-in, I mean can they secure a top six seed before before the season is over? Obviously, that'll kind of lead me down a path of of talking about whether I think they can do anything when it when it gets to the postseason. But that's just because you can't you can't really talk about uh, uh, the Lakers and the Warriors led by obviously LeBron and one led by Steph without mentioning the postseason because of how much success they've had in the past, and that's just the standard that they have set. So as far as how I want to go about answering this question, I will kind of talk about the path uh, to that they can take to securing a, a top six seed. And then I'll kind of talk a little bit about whether they can make a run when it, when it comes to the playoffs. And also quickly, before I dive into, into it for each team, I just kind of, I feel I need to give some context as to, as to the current standings and how, how I think those teams will finish the season. So one through four is obviously kind of those teams are out of reach. That's the, the Thunder, T-Wolves, Clippers, Nuggets. They're, they're, well above the 5 through 10 so I'm just going to list off the teams that are on that 5 through 10 list so as of this recording you have at number five you have the Pelicans who are currently 35 and 24 you have the Suns at six who are 34 and 24 at seven the Kings are 33 and 24 at eight the Mavs are 33 and 25 nine you have the Warriors who are 30 and 27 and 10 you have the Lakers who are 31 and 28 so as you can see it is is, it's a tight race down through there and with 20 or so games left, literally anything can happen. But personally, I feel like none of those teams are going to just kind of fall off and, and drop off a cliff that, that opens the door for, for the Lakers or Warriors. And at worst, I just kind of think a couple of the teams may play 500 basketball and just kind of tread water going into the postseason. So that means for the Warriors or Lakers to, to get to one of those seeds, they're they're going to have to hope that all of these teams play average or or maybe even slightly above average basketball, above 500 basketball for the rest of the way to give them any shot at, at moving up that, that standings. So they all have somewhere between, like I said, somewhere between 25, 20 and 25 games left. to. So to give themselves a look, the Lakers have 23 games left as of this recording. They play the Clippers tonight. To me, I think they're probably going to have to go 17 and 6, 18 and 5, somewhere, somewhere in that range to kind of, give themselves, like I said, give themselves a shot at even having a chance at moving up to the sixth seed. The Warriors are similar. They have 25 games left. I think it's going to take a 20-5 and five or 19-6 and six to make up those three games that they're going to have to make up, 
three and a half for for both of them actually to get all the way to the six seed. They're down three and a half games, but there's a three and a half game difference. So they're gonna they're gonna have to have a pretty dominant stretch down down, down the the final twenty games to give themselves a chance at. I, like I said, I think they can only lose five six games the rest of the way, and and that honestly still might not be enough because two of the teams may only lose seven games, and then that so you you didn't make up any ground, but. Since I gave a little context, I, I'm gonna get into the into the weeds of of how I think each team can can accomplish this goal. So, I want to start with the Lakers. In their last 20 games, I just looked before I got on here. They're 12 and eight, so they're showing some some positive signs and and some signs of what the team that they can be. And then they're also showing some negative signs, which is that seems to be the story of of this Lakers team. They they one minute they look like a true true contender, and and the next they look like a lottery team. So which one is it? I personally still don't have the answer, and and I think this final stretch will kind of give me that answer and and kind of clarify what this team is capable of. They I just look they play eleven of their next twelve games at home, so you know that could really help their chances. But over those twelve things, there are three things that I think they they need to establish. Number one, I think they have to they have to figure out the the lineups and and rotations. I think this has been their biggest issue is this year is they just. Darvin Ham just hasn't figured out who he wants to start, what what lineups he wants to finish with. It's just kind of their lineups have been kind of all over the place. For me, I like the D'Lo, Reeves, Hachimura, LeBron, and AD lineup, and and the stats will back it up and say that this that it's their best lineup. But they don't play it nearly enough, in my opinion. But that should be their go-to line. That should be what they start with. It should be what they finish with. All the big moments throughout the game should should have that lineup in, and they also need to find. And establish the roles of of some of these role players on the team, whether it's Cam Reddish, whether it's Torian Prince, whether it's Jackson Hayes, Christian Wood, and then obviously the new addition of of Spencer Dinwiddie is probably the biggest. They need to quickly figure out what his role is going to be and let him start kind of easing into that and figuring out what the team is asking him to do before before we head into the playoffs. Secondly, I think not even I think they have to find their defensive identity. They have to dig into into wherever they need to dig to bring back that defensive mindset that they had last year. Currently, they're sitting middle of the pack on, on that end of the floor, which is not good enough considering they're also middle of the pack on, on offense. So you can't be average at both. Otherwise, you're going to be an average team, which is exactly what they are. They're, they're slightly above 500 basketball team. So that that's the, the big focus for, for these next, like I said, over the next 12 games. I hope to they show some signs of this, that they're finding that. And they need to find that that fire and that and that want to on that end of the floor because they they have the obviously they have the pieces to do so a lot of the same pieces they had last year and they've added some players that are real good on that end of the floor so at this point it's just a want to thing and just a connectivity thing and then the third thing they have to do is is obvious but it needs to happen if they want to want a shot at it is they have to stay healthy obviously LeBron and AD have to play the majority of these these last 20, 20 games. And then I even think about like Gabe Vincent and, and Vanderbilt. You've got to get them two back if you want to if you want to have a shot at this thing. And and you've got to get your roster in full to kind of see what you've got. And then go back to to like I said, the lineups and rotation. Give Coach Ham a chance to figure out exactly how he wants to play all these pieces. But to me, if they if they can do those three things, they they can achieve that that eighteen and five record to to finish that I think they're going to need to to secure a top six seed. But if they not if they do not do one of those three things, they will be in the play in fighting for a chance to to make the playoffs, 
they do have a pretty tough schedule remaining just just looking at it which is going to make this even more of a of a of a challenge for them but it may also clear up the confusion as far as for me that that and I'm sure most of you have about this team and 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 because they will have a chance to kind of show what they are about in in a number of big games throughout the rest of the season so I'm interested to see how they 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 finish things up but to me like the 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 Lakers are going to have to to they're going they're going they're going to have to almost have a repeat of of last year to get into the playoffs. They are going to have to go on a crazy run where where they win 18 out of their last 23 games or something like that and in order to do so, they they must figure out their lineups and rotations. They secondly, they they must get their defensive identity back. Lastly and most obvious is they must get and stay healthy. And if those three things happen, they can make a run at it similar to the last year because as we know, as long as LeBron James is on that roster, they have a chance. So I think they can do it. It's going to be an uphill climb. Obviously, you put yourself in this situation at the 10 seed and three and a half games back of getting into that six seed. But we'll see how things shake out and how they, if they decide to flip that switch that I think they can. On the other hand, talking about schedules and things like that, the Warriors' schedule is about to get a lot easier for them. This this could be a good thing because they're starting to play some good basketball at a time when when their schedule gets a lot easier. So that twenty and five record that I said they probably are going to need is not that far off if they can just win the games that they should win and then win win some of the the tougher games. If if they can just do that, the twenty and five record is not that crazy. So one way to look at it is is would be they can rack up some wins and and move up in the standings. But I could also say that. A problem with is that we will not get get the ability to be able to get a clear picture of of this team's potential because they're not going to play many more games against title contenders besides the the Celtics. They play this Saturday, I believe it is Saturday or Sunday. They play the Celtics, so that's really the only game left they have of like a true favorite contender in in this league. So we'll see how that goes. Another bonus of of the schedule is that they they get to control their own destiny to an extent because. They play the Mavericks three times. One of them was was postponed due to that the tragic death of of their assistant coach. But they play the Mavs three times, who are above them right now. I think the Mavs are sitting at the eight spot, and they also play the Lakers again, and they play the Pelicans. So all these teams are are all fighting for for positioning within the play in and within those those bottom ten seeds, five through ten seeds. So that, like I said, they get to kind of it gives them a chance to eliminate some of the luck factor that that may be involved with making a run because you're having to hope teams lose and and you win but now they'll be able to hand hand those teams some of the losses themselves and 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 do some of the the work that needs to get done so but as far as what they need to do like I said about the Lakers as far as what they need to do to go on this run they just need to keep doing more of 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 what they've been doing over over the last 10 games they have been both top five in offense and defense and that's obviously a lot more like the Warriors Warriors we're accustomed to seeing they they're starting to find that identity again where where which has been something that the entire team has kind of spoken about all season they they have talked about how they started the season so well i think they were 5 and 2 6 and 2 something like that and then they went on a little rough stretch where they kind of lost who they were and then they were hit with the Draymond suspension Chris Paul injury Gary Payton injury Wiggins missed some games they've just kind of it all kind of compounded at once and and they haven't really been able to recover yet but it's looking like they they're starting to do that so Hopefully they can they can finish this season out without any real injuries or, or suspensions because 
as of right now, I, I want to put it on record that, that the Warriors are turning things around. They they are starting to put the pieces together. This lineup of Steph, Pajemski, Wiggins, Kaminga, and Draymond is, is showing signs of being pretty special. The the athleticism that Wiggins and Kaminga brings along with the, the IQ of Pajemski is complementing Steph and Draymond really well. Clay seems to be kind of coming to terms with, with the trajectory that his career is going in and, and is starting to play better coming off the bench. Also, don't think don't think I forgot about the the impact that GP two has on this team when he's healthy and and he's starting to to play a lot more. And then I didn't even mention that that CP three is coming back. So again, don't be surprised if the Warriors turn this season around in in the final stretch because that that everything's starting to come together. The same stuff that went wrong all at once is starting to come together. You got Draymond back, Chris Paul is coming back, Gary Payton's coming back, Wiggins is playing, whatever, blah blah. All that stuff starting to to really come together, but. Also, kind of want to be clear when I say turn the season around. I'm, I mean it in terms of positioning themselves to to make the playoffs, and then obviously we'll see what happens when they get there. I need to see more of of this team before I can really assess whether or not they can beat some of the best teams in the West. But I will say the same thing that I that I said about the Lakers. As long as Steph Curry is in a Warriors uniform, they have a chance. So if they can if they can find a way to get into the playoffs. I don't care if it's through the play-in or if they're able to avoid the play-in. They have a chance against anybody. I don't know how good that chance is. I, I, will, I will talk about that more in a later later episode, come closer to the playoffs, but they have some chance, puncher's chance, whatever. They, they've got a chance when, when you have Steph Curry on that team. So the next question I wanted to answer was, are the Nuggets destined to repeat as champions? And before I get into into answering the question at hand, I want to I want to take just a quick second to talk about Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic is by far the best player in the NBA, and, and I think there's a significant gap between him and the, and the rest of the top players. I've seen players that, that have felt like they were unstoppable, but this guy is truly unstoppable. Uh, teams have tried everything to slow this guy down, and, and nothing has seemed to work yet. It is getting to the point where not only is he the best player in the world, but if he is able to continue this level of play and and win a few more championships over the next five years or so, he will force his way into the GOAT conversation because he is is one of the most, one of, if not the most, statistically efficient basketball players of all time and that we have ever seen. There's just no denying that. I mean, you you watch the guy and it just kind of, it feels like he makes zero mistakes out there on the basketball floor. He doesn't really miss shots. He he doesn't turn the ball over. He don't even make mistakes on the on the defensive end. Even though some people say he's a bad defender, when the stats show that he's he's clearly not. So I know saying he he will he will be in the goat conversation sounds crazy at this current point in time. But like I said, if he can continue to to play at this level for 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 the next five years or so, then then the conversation will for sure have to be had. Some of you may say that you know he needs to play more than five years and and. My direct counterpoint to that would be, according to the to the MJ lovers, and and I mean there's no disrespect to any any of those people. He MJ only played six years. He he does not get held accountable for for the many years before, and he and he doesn't get held accountable for anything that happened in Washington. Meanwhile, we critique every every game of an 82 game season that LeBron plays at 39 years old. So, to me, all you need is 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 a good six seven year run of of dominance to to at your name in that conversation. But I want to stop myself before I get kind of into 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 the a long rant about the GOAT conversation because first I hate it. I just hate the 
I enjoy talking about it, but I just hate it because you're not going to change anybody's mind. It's just kind of it's like talking to a wall. But I do truly believe that that if that if Jokic can win a few more championships over the next five years or so, and and it already seems like he's going to get his third MVP this year, the conversation for for goat big man and even goat player will will, will have to be had for sure. I mean. Most people will obviously not give it the time of day just because of, of the optics of, of his game. He he, not athletic. He couldn't jump over a phone book, as they say. He There's nothing really flashy about his game. He don't really – he's not quick. He don't do anything explosive, really. So it, it, it's – and he also – he just doesn't like the spotlight, and, and, and which kind of hurts his star power and, and how people view him. But just as a pure basketball player, he is one of the best I've ever seen in, in my lifetime. So his game is just it's meant for the the true basketball lovers that love the all the little intricate details of the game and that that's why he will never never get the support of the masses because the majority of NBA fans are are here for the highlights and the and the flashiness and they're not here for the true mastery of the game of basketball which is something he has, he has managed to achieve so he he's just a special player and and I really have have came around on on enjoying watching his game and We'll see how how things shake out, but like I said, if if he continues this, he he will he will force his way in, into those conversations that we have at all at the lunch tables and everywhere else we have those conversations. But now I got to get back focused on the on the initial champions on the initial question of of are the Nuggets gonna repeat as champions? To answer it, I'm gonna I'm honestly I'm gonna talk my way around the 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 actual question and and I'm not gonna give a yes or no just because. I don't want to be on record picking them to to as my champions just yet because I want to save that for for a future video and and however I will say that they should definitely be the favorites to come out of the west and and to win the finals if if it was if I was doing betting odds which I'm sure they are the favorites if it's them or the Celtics. And for me it obviously starts with the with their five man unit of of Murray, KCP, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon and Jokic. That lineup is 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 one of the best five man units I've I've ever seen in my lifetime. It's up there with the death lineup of the Warriors with with Steph, Clay, KD, Iggy, and Draymond, and up there with the Celtics five with Rondo, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, KG, and Perkins. The 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 Heatles five the and their big three and and all those teams like that over over the last twenty years or so. To me, this lineup is up there up there in that conversation. The pieces just kind of. They just perfectly fit with one another and and into the system that they, that they have created there, and and the lineup just has has zero flaws. They they can match up in any with anyone defensively. They are versatile enough on on offense to play any style of basketball. You want to get out and run and have a shootout, they can do it. You want to slow it down, bring it in, in transition. You want to have a three point game. You want to keep feeding the post when they, when they play the seventy sixers. They they can do everything that any other team can do, and. The most impressive part about it is just the the chemistry that they have formed. Granted, they they some of these pieces have played a ton of basketball together, so so they have a lot of continuity. But that that's that's part of what makes them so great. And I guess really the only thing that I would say is is a weak link of theirs is is Michael Porter Jr.'s desire to to not really play on the defensive end, and, and his shot selection sometimes is a little iffy, but. I vividly remember people making jokes and, and memes and stuff about there was a play where I want to say it was against Miami or it might have been against the Lakers where he, he passed up a, a decent shot for a one more in the corner to KCP 
And I just remember say, people saying that and making jokes that once they seen that, they knew the, the Nuggets were destined to win just because everybody was bought in. And, and I, remember, I literally remember having having seeing those those videos and stuff. But then the other thing is just kind of their bench. It, it, it does leave a bit to be desired, I'll be honest there. But I know Coach Malone, Mike Malone, will, will really shrink that rotation and, and he's going to ride his horses when it comes playoff time. And it hurts not to have any other options that, that you can throw on the floor just when foul trouble hits and, and things like that, that he's going to wish that he had Bruce Brown and Jeff Green. But hopefully they never get to that point, and, and we'll see how they handle it when they do because obviously that's kind of inevitable that somebody's going to get in foul trouble or somebody's going to roll an ankle, miss a game, whatever. That is kind of inevitable in a, in a playoff run. So, again, to to answer the question of, of I do think that the Nuggets – are the favorites to repeat as champions. I'm I'm not ready to say they are my pick yet because like I said I want to save that for for later on in the season, but they are the team that that I would feel the most comfortable picking at this moment if if I had to. And again, I want to apologize for for beating around the bush on this question. I just I sound like some of these people on TV that just kind of do everything but answer the question yes or no, but and I wrote this question, so I don't, I don't even know why I'm doing that. Maybe I should have changed the question to, to should the Nuggets be favored to repeat as champions. Maybe maybe that will make it better. So hopefully you can forgive me for not answering the question. But I do think I do think they, they should be favored. And, and if they can stay healthy and think, and all that all goes well, they, they definitely have a high chance of, of winning another, another championship. So we'll see how it goes. So the last question I wanted to answer and, and that I've seen on, on some shows I've seen them discussing on different NBA shows and different sports shows is who in the West needs home court advantage? The simple answer to the question is 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 obviously the younger teams like the Thunder and the T-Wolves need it more than the the others to make a real run, but I'm honestly not sure that that's true. Yes, they may need it more than, than the Nuggets or the Clippers, but to me, everyone needs home court advantage. Home court advantage was crucial to the Nuggets title run last season. Yeah, they won a, a, a road game in every series, but that's a lot easier when you get to go into the opposing team's gym knowing you're dominant on your home floor and that you're not going to lose a home game. It, it takes all the pressure off of you when you go on the road and you're going in pressure-free because, like I said, you know you're not going to lose at home. So you're going in with just a free shot at it, no pressure, just why not go steal a game and, and really turn the, the, the tides of the series. That's a lot different than going on the road knowing you have to win a game to win this series. So to me, the, the only time I can think of that, that a younger team really needs a, a home court advantage is, is in that first-round matchup like this year where you may play the, the Lakers or the, or the Warriors out of the play-in or the Suns out of the play-in. But, I mean, even I say that, and even that that has been – been proven to not be true if you think about last season where the the um the Lakers beat the Grizzlies who were who were a higher seed and the Warriors beat the the Kings who were higher seed so I think home court really matters in that first round but once you get to the second and third round everyone needs home court advantage and and to me that could be the difference in the, in the series so let's just play the hypothetical game here and you have the the Clippers and Nuggets in in a second round series which is is a high possibility of happening that series might very well be decided by who gets home court advantage. So, and the same goes for, for a Nuggets-T-Wolf series or, or a Thunder 
nugget series whatever I, f- I feel like home court advantage really matters and and neither one needs it more than the other because I think the series might be decided by who has home court advantage so back to the question at, at hand yes the 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 thunder and the, and the timberwolves may may need it more than the, than the clips and the in the nuggets but every team needs home court advantage like severely to to make a run at the championship I mean even if well I say unless you're the Miami Heat, but they seem to break every every rule that that is in existence. But also, don't mistake me saying that all this to mean that lower seeds cannot make a run to to the title. But it will be a whole whole lot harder than if they had home court. It, it it will be because they won some games that they really had no business winning on the road. But if we just look at some of the history I have written down right here, sixty six percent, almost sixty seven percent of NBA champions have been a one seed. From either conference, as total totality, that's 51 out of the 77 champions have been from a one seed from either conference. And if I went down to the second and third seed, it's even higher of of a of a percentage of champions. So clearly, the odds are are heavily in your favor. That that the higher the seed you are, so that tells me that every team needs home court advantage and needs a higher seed, and that one does not necessarily need it than the other. Because if you look at the history, the higher seed is winning a lot of the time. So clearly, it means something. And it's not this team needs it more. It's whoever's the higher seed need, it benefited from it. So clearly, it's it's something that you need to to make a legitimate run at it. But that's that's all the the questions that I wanted to answer today. It just hit three simple questions, and and like I said, we're going into the into the home stretch of the season now, and and it's going to be really really entertaining. Just kind of watching how how these teams decide how they're going to finish off and. I always have the saying that the that the playoffs start after the All Star break, but I don't think that could be more true this year. I mean, it it's the playoffs have started. Like, obviously, because you have some prominent teams that are fighting for for to avoid the play in tournament. You've got the Suns down there, the Mavericks, the Warriors, Lakers, Kings, all trying to avoid Pelicans, all trying to avoid the play in spot. And you also have the top four that that are fighting for home court advantage, which in my opinion will be extremely important in, in the playoffs this year. So there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot to watch, a lot to follow, and and, and a lot to keep our eyes on as as the, the days and weeks go forward as as we get cl- inch closer and closer to the playoffs. But that's that's gonna do it for this episode. I've been your host Ethan Jackson. Thanks for tuning in to Hoopla. Until next time.